This episode of the Sportsman's Nation is brought to you by Outdoor Edge and their complete lineup of replaceable blade knives, fixed blade knives, and game processing kits. Now, we've all been there before, trying to field dress your wild game with a dull knife. This is where Outdoor Edge really steps in. With the Razor Safe system, you can have a brand new razor sharp blade with just the push of a button. No more dull blades and no more problems processing your wild game. To check out all of the products from Outdoor Edge, visit OutdoorEdge.com. And at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30. That's N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off of your purchase. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with Nate Thomas and Michael Winstead. Our new uh, intro host, Michael Winstead, that's who. I don't know how I got conned into doing that. Because you keep bitching about it every time I do it. Well, you sound like an idiot when you say it. There you go. Now you're the freaking one doing no, it. No, I'll sound like an idiot. I'm fine with that. See? You got you got the host voiced. voiced. I don't know if I got that. Said? Yeah, I definitely don't have that. I hate hearing myself. <laughs> Whenever I do the playback or whatever, yeah, I can't yeah. stand myself. I hate hearing you talk too. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, man, this one—it's a tales of the chase. Obviously, if you guys read it or whatnot, uh, it's a buddy of a buddy type situation. We've known about this deer for a little bit, and you know, uh, we have our friend Danny come in, and he tells us this, this awesome story about how he just puts the smack down on a. Beast. I mean, I mean, it's a once in a lifetime type deer. In my wait, opinion, I've been waiting to say this for like an hour and a half. So, uh, our new friend Danny Goldhammer puts the gold hammer. Oh my gosh! Boom <laughs> on a two hundred inch deer. Yeah. So, okay. uh, it's a decently long episode, so we won't do this part too long. But uh, we got two sponsors for today's episode: uh, Huntworth Gear, yep. Huntworth Camo. Check them out at huntworthgear.com. If you want to buy some, actually, they got like a 30% freaking. Yeah. Well, they were. It'll probably be over by yeah, the time. Yeah, I'm not sure when out. that ends. But but you can use the code MWW15 for 15% off uh, if you want. And then our our friends at Alps Outdoors. Yep. For all your outdoor needs, camping, <laughs> backpacks, whatever you need outdoors, they got you covered. Yeah, packs. Uh, I use all my Alps stuff pretty, pretty religiously. Uh, Going to be using my pursuit pack for coyote season quite a bit coming yeah up. i'm gonna be switching going back to my uh i'll do my uh alps traverse x which i don't think they make that anymore. no they don't yep but i love it for my coyote coyote setup so check them out so okay yeah like i said this is kind of a long one so we're just gonna jump right into it this is the missouri woods and water podcast I'm so proud of you shut up you've got a new full-time job Hey everybody, Nate here with the show. Real quick before we get into today's show, something we forgot on the intro. Um, Lucky Buck found out about Danny's story also and wanted to sponsor him on today's show. So um, wanted to give them a quick shout out and thank Lucky Buck for sponsoring Danny and hooking him up with some cool stuff. 
Um, so without any further ado, let's get into today's show. Okay, with us tonight, we've got Danny Goldammer. Danny, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Did I say that right? Yeah, it's Goldammer. Goldammer. It's not Goldhammer, Goldammer. No. Yep. <laughs> it's a badass last name, by the way. It's not generic like Thomas. No, everybody's you know? got your last name. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, we have pretty well done a full episode before we hit the record that's, button. That's usually what happens whenever we have somebody over to do one in person. We always end up talking for a good hour before before we even start recording. Yeah. yeah. So, well, and like tonight, this is the first night I've ever met Danny in yeah. my life. I don't know if you guys have ever met Same, before. Well, I mean, we've talked yeah. and stuff, and I we know each other through a mutual friend. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, we learned some things. Danny was a fireman, too, and so we, yeah. we talked about the fire world for a while. And once firefighters start talking, sometimes yeah. it's hard it's, to get them to it's show over. up. Yeah. Yep. Right. So this episode is going to be a lot of fun. Like Mike and I have already talked about in the uh, intro it's Tales of the Chase episode that's got a lot of awesome twists and turns. and Got a lot of substance. Substance? Substance. Substance. So close. That's it. Um, and a badass deer. Yeah. In the end. So before we get started, Danny, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, where you're from. Uh, and uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to ask him this question. Okay. I didn't, I didn't prep you on this. Sorry. Uh-oh. So you're going to be on the spot. Uh-oh. What's your, when you, after you introduce yourself, tell everybody what your favorite thing about the Missouri outdoors is. What's your favorite thing? Okay. But, but you can think of it while you're saying your name. Yeah. <laughs> What's my favorite thing about Missouri outdoors? Uh, my name is Danny Goldhammer. I'm 36 years old. Uh, born and raised in Kansas City. Live in Lee Summit. Um, my favorite thing about Missouri outdoors is, uh, obviously, is whitetail hunting. That's what I like to do. Same. That, yep. Yeah. It's uh, my passion. We agree. We agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. I don't know. Coyote season, that's that's starting to really. That's that's. Definitely yeah. turned into my number two. Oh, for sure, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a blast. But yeah. yeah, I've never really had a good number two before. You know, like turkey season or turkey hunting, yeah. I would do it here and there, but yeah. we, I never really had good turkey hunting spots. Okay. Yeah, I do like turkey hunting. So I never really did it all that much um, and and did enjoy it. Fishing, I always did here and there, but I never got into it. The coyote stuff is, you know, we're starting to, is my wife listening, spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> a lot of money and a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and pissing them off. We're like, wait a minute, deer season's over. Why are you now? I'm like, yeah, it's coyote. And now it's coyote season. <laughs> yeah. And it's all year round. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we've so, been getting into it pretty hot and heavy. Actually, a bobcat, I think me and Andy are going to try to get after soon. Oh, there sweet. you go. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, this episode's kind of got a lot, lot going on. We're going to kind of work through it because this isn't a deer you've known for a few weeks. It's yeah. a deer you've known for years. But um, how did you get into hunting? You've been doing it your whole life. What's your kind yeah, of your hunting Yeah, so background? when I was growing up, um, actually my buddy Mike and his dad uh, took me hunting. They hunt up in northern Missouri. And uh, I don't know how old I was, maybe 13 or something. And they deer hunted all the time. And we you know, we grew up best friends. And he's like, hey, man, you should come. And I was like, heck, yeah. So your family itself, they don't, they're not big hunters? Uh, no, not really. You know, okay. they have the farm and have always had it. And I think, you know, they used to fish all the time and hunt small game, stuff like that. And, uh, the neighbors were always big hunters down there and would always bring over deer and turkey gotcha. and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, not big time avid hunters. Okay. So I went with them, uh, growing up and, um, fell in love with it instantly and, um, hunted with them forever. And then, um, once I got the opportunity, I was a little older and I think my family trusted me a little more. I, Started hunting the farm. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah. So you've been hunting this. I mean, this this is a family farm since the uh-huh. day you've been born. Yep. Um. So you've been hunting 
pretty much there yeah. your whole life. Now, you were born and raised in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. This family farm is in central Missouri, correct? Yep. So, you know, it's a couple hours away from where you live. That um, makes it difficult right there. I yeah, mean, it does. I mean, it can. Do it. it does. At least it's not like four hours, right? Yeah. Two hours is... Two hours makes the day trips possible, which right. with, you know, family, kids, and work, we we make a lot of day trips. Yeah. Get up at 3 a.m., get down there, hunt all day, and come back at night. Or yep. if we have to be at work or do something in the afternoon, get a morning hunt in, or mm-hmm. vice versa, get an evening hunt in, leave at, a, you know, 10 or 11 in the morning and hunt till dark and come yeah. back. <laughs> yep. No, I used to I hunt a, a property that was right at an hour from home, maybe just a, a hair under. And, yeah, you just got to plan a little more because – yeah. You know, you you want to be out there with plenty of time, so you can't be leaving at three in the afternoon to get out there. You know, by the time you're in a tree stand, four thirty, and it's dark at five thirty yeah. after daylight savings, obviously. But um, so, kind of explain the the farm a little bit without giving you know okay. everything away. But for the listener, kind of give them a, a a mental picture of what the farm's set up like. Sure. And uh, you know, as we get into the story, they can kind of yeah. picture yeah. this. Okay, so the farm, if you if you had a square. Um, how many how many acres are we talking here? It's like uh, two hundred and eighty okay, ish. Um, the north side of the farm starts with uh, you know a, a pasture. Actually, it, it's a hill that comes up, and then it, there's a field on top, mm-hmm. and then it comes down into a giant wooded holler. Then it comes up to another field, and then it goes down to a giant wood holler, and then it comes up to another field. And the, those fields and those hollers, um, the one field on the south end is about five hundred yards long, and then it's a you know, a wooded comes to a bluff and drops down into a, a bottom area, which the bottom area, uh, don't quote me, but I think it's like 60 acres and there's a river down there. Um, so anyways, the fields up there, uh, the, the one on the south end, like I said, is about 500 yards. And then the next one's seven or 800 yards. And then the other one's um, about 500 yards. And then it starts woods. But mm-hmm. um, if so, it was field all the way the road, it would yeah. No, are you talking longer. pasture or are these Yeah, ag? just cow pasture, yep. Okay. So our farm is a, a cattle farm. It's always been a cattle. It actually used to be a dairy farm. So um, it's, a, it's a working cattle farm. Yep, yep. It always has been. Boom. Um, Myth dispelled right there. Yeah. I don't know, man. You can kill deer. <laughs> you can. On working cattle farms. Yes, the, if, they're, if you're lucky enough to have the setup we do because somehow <laughs> it works. But... Yeah, the cows are on there. Um, when our family sold them, and uh, the, a guy rents them now and keeps them on there, uh, you know, and it's somewhat of a struggle. When my when our family had it, uh, you know, my dad and the family took good care of us when it came to hunting mm-hmm. season and would put the cows wherever and, you wanted them to yeah, go. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I, oh, man, I want to say sometimes it makes a difference. I think it kind of does, but then at the same time been sitting there with cows in the field and seeing a giant buck run right on by or come out and chase a doe in the field, you know, 10 yards from the cows and not even bother them. Right. My, I think after all the years of hunting on this cattle farm with all these deer and seeing these giant bucks, I don't think they mind it, but I think if they can, they will avoid it. See, so, and, that, and that's always been my experience. The <clears throat> property I used to hunt that I hunted for 10 plus years, Yeah. it always had cows on it. Mm-hmm. And I would, I got to the point me and my brother, we both had permission. We would mainly just hunt the outside, the corners or mm-hmm. whatever, because we never seen deer that much in the middle where 
the cows usually were. And so it, they were always just cutting corners or whatnot. I mean, we we still saw a ton of deer and, you know, we, we had a lot of success on it. But I just felt like they avoided the cows as much as yeah. they could. Yeah, and of course, you know, the farm you hunted was, what, 60 acres? Yeah. 40, yeah. 60? Yeah. Compared yeah. to, you know, almost 300. Yeah. You know, there's more uh, area to disperse. Yeah. With that farm than there was, you right. know, your concentrated area. Yeah. And, you know, I went with you a few times there, yeah, and I know exactly there. what you're talking about. Because that farm did look like it would be. Oh, it, I mean, if there was no cows on it, I guarantee you, you could yeah. kill big deer every year sort mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, it had all the potential there. but Yeah, it yeah. was a really cool farm, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, I always enjoy going there because, yeah, you know, it, you don't, in Missouri at least, where I have always hunted, you don't see cedars, cedar thickets all over the place. I mean, you, obviously they're there, but. Uh-huh. It's just kind of cool. You feel like you're almost in a different place with all these ten foot tall cedars when you're, you know, yeah, meandering through. And yeah, it was a cool place. But uh, so basically, three fields and ditches or big yeah, old, big yeah, old ditches huge hollers. Yeah. yeah, big old steep, deep hollers that run all the way out to the bottom field, and uh, fields are on top, and then obviously those fields in the bottom, and then um, where those fields come out over, overlooking the bottom, there's some real steep bluffs, almost like a cliff, if you will. on mm-hmm. some of them that come down there. So it's pretty neat. Yeah. Those deer like to run those, those ridges, those high ridges, and they'll run like this around the whole farm. Yeah. Um, which we just recently learned that looking at the elevation <laughs> we'll get maps to that in a little while, right? Yeah. 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 Looking at the elevation maps and, you know, hunting there all these years and during the rut, especially seeing the more mature bucks and their patterns and, running cameras uh, religiously and mm. trying to see what they do when they do it. And, I mean, these giant deer we have down there will will be in a pattern, and then come October, it's like when the horns get hard, they, they switch up and they take totally different paths. And then once the rut starts, um, it's like clockwork. They'll, they'll run these certain ridges, these certain elevations, and you can put a stand anywhere on these elevations, and you, you put the time in, you'll see a giant deer see on it. It's crazy. Yeah. Checking for those does. Yeah, uh-huh. and you yeah. – I mean, I say recently, but within the like the last I don't know five six years something like that. That's when you really started to put like a management type uh-huh. plan into play. Yes. I mean, I know you've been hunting it for a long time and probably killed a lot of deer yep. and stuff. But the last few years, you kind of, hey, we're gonna let these these ones grow a little more. Yep. Try to see if we can get some bigger ones. How, yep. how How's that worked out for you? Uh, it's worked out. I mean, it's worked out well. We've yeah. uh, obviously, you know, obviously, <laughs> between uh, me and my my hunting buddy Tyler, I was telling you about he. Uh, drives me down and takes me hunting all the time and do all that stuff he's killed uh quite a few over 150 one at 170 um and you know like you said about six years ago maybe seven ish somewhere in there we started saying that if you shoot a buck you got to mount it so you pull the trigger it's going to cost you at least 550 bucks so you better be worth it you know what i mean right Right. and so we started that and then you know we were killing you know 140 130 inch deer and we'd kill one or something and someone else would kill one we're like oh man you know that's Mm -hmm. that's one biggest deer we've ever got that's awesome and then we started moving to 150s, and then uh, we started thinking, okay, now we're not, you know, there's going to be years, which there is years. We go years with only one person on the farm out of four of us that hunt there mm-hmm. that kills a deer because we all wait and try to shoot them unless they're 150s, which um, is difficult to do. It, it is difficult. Oh, yeah. It, it yeah. is. It's surprisingly hard when you're sitting there, especially if you put in all this time and you're not seeing them, and then you get this deer that comes out, and you're like, ooh, that's maybe 150s, maybe 140s, and to say – gonna let him go he's gonna wait till next year and hope the neighbor doesn't yeah. shoot him or whatever the case is you know yeah it is yep. hard but i mean it pays off and we actually talk with our neighbors and a lot of them are on the same page which which helps which is nice well, yeah. i mean that's huge i mean yeah with the property that i have now that i hunt it's pretty small 
but I, me and I have another buddy that hunts, uh, his dad owns land. It's roughly 600, seven yards behind mine with some, you know, people that don't have land in between me and him. We talk, we share pictures and cause we get a lot of the same deer mm-hmm. and Hey, we're going to let this one go. Well, Hey, if this one shoot it, you know, if you can, whatever, but I'm not there during rifle season. I go up north with our buddy. Yeah. And, uh, but he tells me, he's like, every every year, it's just like World War Two goes off. And <laughs> yeah. it's bang, bang, bang. So it's really hard to do a management whenever not yeah. everybody's on the same page. I so. did learn, even like you said, Danny, even with your neighbors being on the same page, I, I, I heard it on a podcast somewhere or read it. I always forget where I heard stuff to give them credit. But <laughs> someone said, you can't control what the people around you are going to do, but you can control what you're going to do, right? So like yeah. if – if you have a certain management plan that you want to go after, let's say I only want to shoot deer that are over 140 inches or four and a half or older, yeah, you know, whatever your plan, whatever your goal is, you just do it. And if the people around you aren't, you can't control them anyways. Yep. Uh, it really helps when those people are the same because yeah. you're able to actually see the patient start to pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as, you know, Tyler killed a – was it last year that, yeah. that beast? Yeah, So you're talking 170 inch deer last year, and then we we'll, we won't spoil it quite yet for everybody on on this year. But uh, I, although everybody will know, but yeah, the time. They'll, they'll see the picture. Anyways, <laughs> but I'm still gonna make them wait. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the management plan you guys put in, and that's kind of a good one. <laughs> if you're gonna shoot it, you're gonna mount it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, pretty good. I mean, yeah. nobody wants to mount a little bitty, you know, right? Pay five hundred dollars for right. Nine six hundred dollars ninety inch eight pointer or something. So yeah. you know you're like, yeah, I want it to be worth talking about. So. Worth worth going. Yeah, yeah that's so you a good wait one. and it's uh it's it's panned out. It's so what out. um what else do you do on the farm? Have do you have you done much land management other than I mean the cows probably <laughs> do a lot of it for you. They do. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to. I mean, we don't put in massive huge food plots everywhere and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know we're naturally blessed with. Uh, having crops on um, each side of the farm. Uh, we got tons and tons of acorns. And uh, this year, Tyler, we went down and he, he put in a, uh, a, a micro plot, that's what I'm going to call it. It wasn't huge, but he did all this research and found out how to do this no drill, no, what is it? No, no till, no, no till. till, no drill. Yeah. yeah. And um, it worked like a charm. He ran it all over with a four wheeler, flattened it all, sprayed it, killed it all. Went back two weeks later, threw all the seed in the thatch. And that sucker just took off. It's mm. green. Right now, it's about that tall. It's awesome. Do you and, remember what he used, the seed? Uh, yeah, it was like turnips, radishes. Uh, was it like a throw-and-go? Yeah, he just walked with a little cedar, just threw it all into the thatch. Huh. And it all grew up out of the thatch. That's cool. Yeah, it, it worked awesome. We couldn't believe it. I am the king of garbage food plots. Yeah, this my, one. <laughs> my ryegrass did real well this year. <laughs> yeah, which I'm pretty sure anybody can get that yeah. stuff to grow. <laughs> and we throw out like clover, you know, in the cattle pastures every year and stuff. And actually this year the, the pastures look really, that was the most clover we've ever had. And the really. cows enjoy it. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> they eat it, but yeah. they rotate good. them around enough, you know, that it comes back. And then, and that's part of my whole thing with the cows. Like if they're in this area in the fall, especially, you know, and Food starts running out a little bit, crops all out, stuff like that. They'll be in there and they eat the heck out of that clover if the cows aren't aren't in there. You'll right. have, you know, it's almost like a food plot. You'll have 
you know, 10, 12 deer eating yeah. in that field. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So Yeah, cows can't be everywhere Yeah, exactly. on 300 acres at once. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. They almost were this year. We had some <laughs> fences down. Cows were everywhere. It was a nightmare. But, was it? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But, it, I mean, it, it worked out, which, which is why this year I'm like, you know what, maybe, I mean, the cows play a little bit of a part, but I don't think it's as big as what I believed because they were everywhere. Wow. And we still saw well, that, I mean, a that lot might of deer, give somebody so. who's thinking about, you know, asking permission to hunt somewhere. Yeah. Those questions, you know. If it's if it's a, a cattle farm, maybe ask. You never know. It could yeah. be a decent. And we actually had talked to a dude um, on our show, um, Tanner down south, southeast Missouri, killed that uh, good deer off that property he hunts where um, he's on a cattle farm. And remember, he would just hunt that corner where they would cut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he knew where they were trying to get through. Yeah. So I mean, even a cattle farm. Even if it's not huge and full of cows, yeah, you know you could, a, you, could, you could make it happen. There's a kid down there that hunts that shot a 203 inch deer and a 160 inch deer and some other giant. I don't know what it scored, but he hunts four acres that next down to this river and this bluff. I mean, it's the most insane thing you've ever seen in your life. You would think I don't even know how he gets to it, mm-hmm. but he hunts that and it's butts up to our farm. And he kills giants out of that thing. Nice. Four acres. Every single year. It's insane. And he got it figured out. He figured out where they neck down right there. And you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't think, but those big deer, I guess they like to take that cover along the bluff, you know, along the river there and yeah. run does or whatever they're doing. And yeah. Well, it only takes one tree. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's right. But, it does. You know, I yeah. mean, so that's kind of a nice little tidbit for anybody thinking about. Don't lo- overlook anything. Don't overlook yeah. any piece of property. <laughs> yeah. And that's what blew my mind. We've been hunting there, you know, my whole life. And until he started showing us all these pictures of these giant deer that we had on camera and we were hunting, mm-hmm. I'm like, where's he, how are you, where are you shooting these at? And then he showed me where a stand is, and I oh, blew my mind. I could not <laughs> yeah. believe it. You got to be good buddies with all, everybody that surrounds us because you know that deer ain't dying on that four acres. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, hey, like, I like, got another one. I'm yeah. going to have to come get it. Hey, Danny. <laughs> Yeah. I shot one. He's on your property. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's the only thing that would suck is you just gotta be like, I hope they let me go on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully yeah. it drops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever. But uh, okay, so you know this deer, um, whose nickname Tiny Ten. Yep. Uh, you'll get into why, but you've known this deer for years. Yeah, yeah. So how long you knowing him? We've been uh, watching him for three years. He lived on the farm. He was a he was a homebody deer. Uh, we have him on camera. You know, eleven months out of the year, he he. So would. you're running cameras all year round. We do. We okay. run year round. We want to see who makes it through season. Um, we want to see what they look like in the winter time. You know, if they're looking healthy and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And, um, we feed them mineral. Uh, we start mineral usually in December, January. Um, you know, I don't know. Everyone's got their myths and beliefs on this and that, but um, personally, I think it works because they're uh, you know depleted and run down from the rut and all that stuff and mm-hmm. food just sources are scarce at this time and blah 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 and so anyways i want them to be full mineral and stuff so when they drop the horns those new ones start growing instantly and i want them to have as much help as they can in their bodies ready to go so we'll feed it heavy um right up until well that remember that uh, episode we have with with lindsey thomas jr of the national deer association yep he basically said there might be like a small two-day window where they're not actively growing antlers. But if you if you really think of a, a deer's antler growth, it never stops. As soon as those are dropping off of them, the the other ones are already everything's getting ready. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, 
getting ready on that in that pedicle to to pop in a few few days weeks or days i mean he said like literally a week or 10 days after it's dropped it's already working on the the next set coming out so it's it's almost like they never stop yep and uh so it's a great idea yeah um that's what we do and question about the cameras though yeah what do the cows mess with the cameras i mean yeah how do you handle the cow situation they have yeah so we have fences right Mm -hmm. um that are 90 something percent of the time in good shape and keeps the cows out um and some of these trails the deer run the cows can't they don't Mm -hmm. um so we have cameras in those areas and we never get the cows on them uh but some areas like that little food pot we put in the cows aren't even supposed to even get back there and somehow they can get back there they got back there this fall and they they smashed you know hit the camera and all of a sudden the camera's looking at the ground or straight Mm -hmm. up in the sky and falls over and stuff like that and we have to make a day trip go down there and get it all set back up and get the cows out of there do the Um, cows have access to your timber like the draws uh, yeah but not year round okay um yeah, they have to open gates to get in there. And, like, this year they had access to the whole farm the whole time. And this is the first year they actually were kind of down in the timber. Normally they don't. They stay up. They have a path from field to field up yeah, by the road. Yeah, I would, I would think they want majority of the time they'd want to be on the yeah, pasture anyways. Exactly. But, so, you know. typically it's not a big deal. Um, this year they were down in the woods a little bit. We've ran them out a few times just to get them back towards the house or, you know, put them right. over in a different field out of the way from – and then, you know, the next morning they're back. You go sit in the stand and you wake up. It gets light and the cows are sitting there. You're like, oh, cool. Right. <laughs> That's what I was hearing. Yeah. I was either – I was really worried that, or I was really excited that was a gigantic yeah, deer. <laughs> exactly. No, they went all the way over here. So, yeah. Cool. So, okay, so your first year with him then was in 2019. <clears throat> yep. Uh, tell us about him, you know, and okay, you know, all yeah. the different stuff. So he was – well, we think, and, I mean, somebody more expert than me can look at pictures and tell, but – the reason I think he was two and a half, he had a tiny little 10-point rack, so I got the name Tiny 10 because we thought he was two and a half, super small body, especially compared to the other three and a half, four and a half deer we had on camera and stuff. He mm-hmm. looked, you know, super, super young. So we assumed he was a two and a half year old deer. Found his sheds uh, that year in the bottom, and uh, that left side, he had already had some three little pieces of trash kind of growing out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was cool, whatever. I'm like, oh, that's neat. He's already growing it. Um, I was hunting. On youth weekend, my son shot a deer in the morning, and then I was bow hunting that afternoon. He was sitting with me, and he came running along a ridge there and was chasing some does. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to rattle at him and, you know, just see what kind of deer he is. He seems aggressive chasing these does. You know, maybe he'll come to it, and we can get a look at him and better judge him or something, just see what he yeah. looks like, you know. And I just like seeing him in person. Right. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. I hit the rattles and set him down. I look up, and here comes this buck down the hill. And um, we're down in the holler, and he's up on the hill, so he's pretty much level with us at this point. And I realized it wasn't him. It was a 150-inch 10-pointer. So at this point, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to shoot him with my bow, you know. <laughs> so I try to get my bow up and ready and being super careful, and all of a sudden he locks in on us, and I'm not exactly sure why or what. I'm like, how does this deer see us? And I turn around, and my son has his phone out, and he poked it around <laughs> the corner and said, Dad, I got him. I'm filming him, you know. And I said, oh, good job. And then, you know, cool, and the deer ran off, so <laughs> – yeah, I'm sure you'd. it was that day my son, how old, how my son old was learned your to son? fly. Uh, yeah, that I think he was what ten or eleven that year. Okay, oh, I can see yeah. that. I can see Caden doing that. Yeah, yep. that's his name. His name's Caden. Oh, really? Yeah, my eleven-year-old son's name. Okay. Caden. Yeah, yeah. He's a good hunter. He's he's killed a few good ones too. But uh, yeah, he was awesome. he was excited and wanted yeah. to film. So that deer just happened to see the camera. But you know, no big deal. And then my buddy Tyler ended up shooting that deer uh, the next week. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, it was a, it was a good deer. But anyway, so that's the first time I ever saw him, and uh, I never saw him again that year, just on camera. 
And then the next year we saw him, uh, same thing. He was on camera all the time, religiously. Um, took him most of the time taking the same paths, rubbing the same rub lines and stuff like that. And uh, came hunting season. You know, he disappeared beforehand a little bit for a few weeks like he does, and he's back. And anyways, we always go to this one stand on the very south field, and we drive through the big holler. We call it the road to the bottom, the bottom mm-hmm. holler. And drive all the way across the bottom and then drive up this wooded hill to come the back side of this field, right? Which we always thought was best until last year when I was driving across there and I see this light look up. There's this fallen tree down and I see four legs underneath it and I look up and I see half this face and this half this giant rack and I thought, oh my gosh, there's Tiny Tin. He was a 155 inch 10 pointer last year. So, so he, uh, he made a big jump from. He did. 19 to 20. Yeah, 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 he did. I don't know. I, I showed you that picture. I don't know what he was in. Probably a 90, 100-inch 10-pointer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you something like little that. Little basket rack. Yeah, rack, yeah. Little basket rack 10. Then turned into that. Um, so, anyways, I, I had intentions of shooting him last year. I'm not going to lie. Uh, if I saw him, I was going to kill him. And Same I saw man. him. So, I got excited. I was sitting on the foliar down the bottom trying to get up that hill. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? You know, I can't. I can't see any of his vitals because it's blocked by that tree. I now, see half his face. Now, when you first saw him, did, did he see you already? He, yeah, he stood he, up when okay, he saw me. Okay. And then he was just looking at me with one eye because literally half his face was covered mm-hmm. by this giant branch that came up. So we were just in a stare-off, and I thought maybe if I just move a few feet, it'll spook him a little bit, and he'll come one way or the other. And if he runs dead away, obviously I won't have a shot. I can't see him anymore. And that's exactly what he did. He went dead away, and I saw him bound one time, and he was gone. So I thought, huh, that sucks, you know, and I went up and sat in my stand, and when I got in my stand, the wind was blowing in my face from uh, west to east, and as soon as that happened, uh, it instantly hit me. I thought, light bulb. oh my gosh, this dude is smart. He's sitting behind me, so this field, like I said, it, this field's only four or 500 yards long, and then there's probably 150 yards of woods before it drops off to the bottom. Okay. So he covered from the road across that whole entire field and all those woods and was sitting there overlooking the whole bottom. And so the wind was blowing through that field. He could check all that, wind check it by sitting there, mm-hmm. and then watch that whole bottom. So that wind was coming over his back. Yep. And then he was looking down yep. to everything else. Yep. And yep. so he could watch. I mean, he was covered 360. 360. You couldn't get to him. Yeah. yeah. So at that moment, I thought, okay, this is a smart dude, and he's going to be hard to kill. And uh, sure enough, um, I didn't see him again until the second weekend of gun season. I was in that field where I was on my way that day. I saw him. And I was sitting there hunting, and he came um, from right to left. This field's real narrow, and usually they cross pretty quick, so you got to be fast, try to holler, get him to stop, whatever. Right. Um, he came running. He was actually running to me, and he's 150 yards, and I thought, oh, my gosh, that's a big deer. I saw his body. You know, I didn't know what he was yet because he was running along the street line. And he turned and came to the fence and was just about to jump the fence. And as soon as he was about to jump the fence, I saw that it was him. And I knew it was him at that point, and um, – I didn't shoot him, and he jumped the fence, and um, I don't know. I was a little bit sick about it, but then I thought, it's all right, whatever. I mean, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Hopefully I don't regret this later type thing. I'm like, I'll see another big deer. It's fine. You know, there's other ones on camera and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, just having his his shed and seeing him and watching him and learning about him, I was like, man, I really want to shoot this thing. So, anyways, uh, hunted them the rest of that year. I did. I went bow hunting, which I usually don't after gun season, a few more times, Mm -hmm. and – I was sitting in one stand one morning, and he was actually on camera 150 yards away from me. I never saw him, never heard him, nothing. Um, wind was blowing that way, which, you know, we 
religious about scent. I think it's a big deal. I really do, especially on mature deer oh, yeah. like oh, that. Yeah. Um, so he he might have smelled me. I don't know, but I never saw him. I never even heard him. Uh, made me sick. And then the next time I hunted, same thing. I went and sat in that holler and um, didn't see him, didn't hear him, nothing. I go to my truck. My phone goes off, sends me a picture, and he's there as soon as I got to my truck. <laughs> I at swear, 1 o'clock. I swear to God. <laughs> Mature deer know how to screw with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will go to my grave. Not, I think they have personalities, and it's almost it's, it's almost like they know you're hunting them. Yeah. And they're like, ha, yeah. I'm going to show you. Watch yeah. this. It's the same damn thing with the deer I killed this year that, you know, everybody heard last week or two weeks ago on our show is it's almost like he knew it, and he's just screwing with you to screw yeah. with you. Or you're, you know. <laughs> or it's just bad luck and you exactly. know, it is what it is but yeah, yeah. It's, it is funny I think he was screwing me I mean ever since I saw him staring at me when he popped up from that log I thought oh my gosh he knows where I'm at all the time mm-hmm. I mean he hears my truck maybe pull up I don't even know you know but I'm yeah. like he knows I'm here and anyways we, we ended up finding out last year where he bedded and where we think he stayed on the farm which was on one of those bluffs um, you know along the east side there and the wind usually blows out of the west, so he likes to hang out there, and he can just smell out that whole holler, always watch the bottom. Um, so we figured out where he was bedded, and then we started catching him down in this that food plot we put in, which is all the way across the bottom, you know, a little ways away. So we started wondering why and how he was getting there. So we moved cameras around, and we had his whole entire fall trail found. I mean, as soon as we moved him, he was on there religiously. We mm. could... We could see him. We run cell cameras, so they send him to the phone, you know, since it's two hours away. It's just. Yep, a lot easier. Yeah, big time saver. So, yeah. you know, we'd see him on one camera, and then sure enough, we'd be like, he's going to be on this one, he's going to be on that one, he's going to be on that one, and like clockwork, here he'd come. So we had that trail figured out. But like I said, once hunting season starts, he, he changes, and yeah. he doesn't, he gets off that in a hurry. They definitely do, yeah. So we uh, we never, we didn't get him early season. It's like literally once his horns get hard, he changes, he changed everything. Yeah. But uh, the only thing he did do was stay on those ridges. Um, now, how he got to them, he changed, and it got confusing. We didn't know where he came from anymore, like, you know, how he got there. But he was always on them because he could smell everything and see everything all the yeah. time on the farm. So Yeah, just no rhyme or reason which one he's going <laughs> to be yeah, on. Yeah, exactly, and how yeah. he's going to get there. Because right. you feel like you're stealth and you're covering this yourself and seeing this and seeing that, and then you bump him and you're like, Gosh. what? Yeah. How did he see me before? I, I mean, it's just yeah. insane. So yeah. Well, and then and then this year – so, I mean, yeah. last year you had some encounters. He, he was definitely a shooter last year. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, we talked about, you know, 150. Like, it, it would be really difficult. You know, 150 is almost seems like it's that watermark for a lot of people. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe yeah. because it's a nice round number. Yeah. <laughs> but do you realize how badass a 150-inch deer exactly. really is? Exactly, yeah. That's probably a- part of that number. There's, you know, especially the state of Missouri. I mean, a 150-inch deer, I think, personally – Especially down south, and as you work it, I mean, it's just dude. That's even, a solid deer. It is. That's a forty inch deer is a freaking badass deer. Yeah, you yeah. Like one forty inch. Anything over one forty, like to me, is like you start getting. Yeah. You know, those are good deer, and it would be really hard to pass on a. You yeah. Know, at least for <laughs> me, you know, um, hundred and fifty inch deer. So yeah, yeah. like I, I totally understand why you were hunting them last year. Yeah. Now, yeah. now this year, this is where the story gets real good. Well, it's already been a good story, but, <laughs> and you know, you can tell as much of this as you want or don't, but this year was special for many reasons. Obviously you got them. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that, <laughs> but you also had some shit go on in your life that, yeah. uh, at 36 years old, you never thought would be the case. Probably 35 at the time. I don't know. 
no, I was 36. Were you 36? Yeah, I turned 36 so. in October. So, uh, oh, no, I was 35. You're right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See. So, um, it's part of the effects. Yeah, part <laughs> of it, yeah. So, yeah, I guess just get into like this year, wherever you want to start in this okay. year, and talk about, and we'll just kind of go from there and, and eventually get to where yeah. you're laying your hands on this dude. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, this year, COVID, you know, all that stuff's going on, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And, um, I happened to get COVID in February. And, uh, like I said, I mean, I wasn't, Deathly ill. It didn't even get in my lungs or anything. I was tired. Um, I couldn't taste and smell. And uh, that was pretty much it. I had some artery vasoconstriction things going on, my hands and feet and neck and head. I mean, everything hurt. I, I My brain felt like it just wasn't getting blood flow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was always kind of dizzy. You know, like if someone's, you know, you're kind of choking a little bit or something, yeah. the blood's getting cut off your head. It's just kind of how I felt for a few weeks. And um, anyways, after COVID was over, a few weeks later, I was still having those symptoms. And I Looked up a few articles, which, you know, you're not supposed to Google stuff. And, um, you know, I believe in not Googling medical things. But this one article happened to be right. And it was a Friday night, and I looked at it, and it said uh, – I've got AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> it said, <laughs> if you have all these symptoms and blah, 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 and, you know, these ages and COVID, then you could have a – you know, you're going to have a stroke, a heart attack, or a PE. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I have every single one of these. This is me. And I told my wife, I said, hey, check this out. She's in the medical field. And yeah. she goes, holy cow, you know, that that's literally you, you know. And we were joking about, oh – well, you drink, so your blood's thin. You're going to be fine. You have a beer, you know, this and that. And I was like, yeah, well, and the next day I had a stroke. So, uh, yeah. Just like that. Yeah. I uh, was uh, ate some Chipotle and went to lay down. My whole entire right side of my body went numb and told my wife, hey, I'm having a stroke. And um, she came in, and I told her now, I said, you screwed up. That was your one chance to get rid of me. You could have just laid me in bed. I'd have been over. <laughs> I'd have died in the morning. You know, they'd done autopsy. been like, man, he had a stroke. Had a stroke. Yeah, you could have yeah. got rid of me. But, no, you had to drag me to the car. Take me to the hospital and yep. save my life. So, yeah, the hospital I went to, they uh, found I had a fully occluded um, artery in my brain, and then I had a, another one in the back left part of my brain, and then two small one blood clots uh, in the top part of my brain somewhere. And uh, anyways, they had to take me my amos to a different hospital and go in through my groin and pull the clots out. So I uh, woke up in the ICU, and I couldn't talk the first day. Um, I couldn't remember anything. Um, every time I woke up, no matter if it was – five-minute nap or eight-hour sleep. It didn't matter. I woke up. I had no idea yeah. where I was at while I was in the hospital. I didn't know I had a stroke. They had to tell me. I'd get upset, you know, every right. single morning. For That lasted about a week and a half, which sucked. You know, every morning you wake up and you're like, what? What's going on? Yeah. And I know you had that, a stroke. No, I didn't. Real, be a real yeah. Mind, yeah. Yeah. mind bender. And then, so anyways. I, I mean, we joked about it before recording, but it really yeah. is like that guy on uh, – on, yeah, like uh, a 41st Dates. Yeah, 41st yeah. Dates, the Adam Sandler thing. Yeah. Like, hi, was, I'm, hi, I'm Al, or whatever yeah, the guy's name was. That was I mean, me. That would suck. Yeah, it yeah. was cr- My kids called me Dory. They thought <laughs> it was hilarious. So um, I started therapy. So I was in the hospital a week. I got out on a Friday, and I started therapy on Monday. Um, therapy was awesome. Obviously, I'm doing great now. I can yeah. drive again. My vision's – I had a, I was blind for a while. Not blind, but I had a field cut, so I couldn't see for a long time. And um, anyways, my vision's back. My memory's back. Um Almost fully functional again. Uh, the only thing I can't really do is drive at night. So, Which you didn't really learn until deer season. Yeah, correct. Because you're always home in the exactly. evening, you were telling yeah. us. And yeah, I was always I at home. I sleep at night, so yeah. it's not like I, I know anything yeah, about my vision. Yeah, I didn't do anything. And yeah. in the earlier stages, I was just worn out by the end of the day. I mean, there for, you know, up until seven, mo- seven months into it, I was at home by 1 o'clock every day. Yeah. And we just go to bed and rest until the kids and wife get home so I could get up and 
you know, like function in the evening a little bit type right. thing. But I never was doing stuff actively at night. And, right. you know, during that time of summer, it's like till 9 o'clock. I'm in bed by 8 at that point, you know. Yeah. And then now time change happened. I'm feeling better and better every single month. I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. And so hunting season rolls around. Um, and they told me I can't drive in the dark. So I still don't drive, which my buddy Tyler, um, he took me down and would take me hunting. So it worked out great. He'd drive me down in the mornings. We'd hunt in the morning or the evening so I could go and yeah. sit and hunt. And then that's when I learned I can't see in the dark very well. Um, Which let's get to that, but before this, obviously, you knew about Tiny Ten. Yeah. Yes. When, when did you? <laughs> and you obviously were on cameras, you, right? You're around. So when yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. "Holy yes. shit!" Okay. This guy turned into something. I to. I didn't show you a picture. You know, uh, you, you were starting to get better. Yes. Yeah, so then, actually, in the hospital, uh, I told my wife um, that I was excited that I didn't die, and there were some things I wanted to do before I died. And one thing I wanted to do was I wanted to kill a deer. Over, I, th- I don't remember if I told her 160 or 170 inches or whatever. It doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. And when I told her that, I, I think I remember she's looking at me and she's like, seriously? She's like, you're an idiot. Yeah, I, I guarantee that's, you that's what that's she was what thinking. That's what you wanted yeah. to do before you die. Everything that's just happened and you wake up and you're conscious enough to formulate a sentence and you're worried about shooting a giant deer. So, yeah, so Tiny Ten <laughs> was on my mind even when my mind was jacked. Um, yeah. And the first picture we got of him, he was growing nubs. And his left nub was the size of a softball, and you could tell it was there was like a looked like a string over a water balloon or something, you yeah, know, like, like cutting it off. Yeah, and just yeah. had these things coming off and just right popping out of the base instantly. We knew it. And Tyler and I and the other two guys that hunt with us, uh, Mike and Kyle, we sent pictures to each other and we said Tiny Ten's gonna be a stud. And we knew it was him instantly because at the end of gun season or at the end of the season last year, I don't know what he got into a fence or something, but it skinned, uh, shaved his back, right? He had a big old bald spot on his back. Mm. And so uh, once he started growing, he still had that bald spot. Um, so that's how we identified him at that nice. point. Yeah. Um, we're like, oh my gosh, you know, that is him. Right. And, you know, once he started growing and the right side was normal, it would look just like him. You know, right. it looked like he would have put on another huge amount. And that left side just kept growing, and it kept poking out, doing all kinds of weird stuff. And we're like, holy cow, he is turning into a freak. Nice. So, yeah. So, I mean, literally, the first picture we saw, we knew he was going to be special because, yeah. you know, like I said, we run him year-round. We know what typical antlers look like when they come out of the head. Yeah, and, and you were like, no, this yeah. ain't normal. <laughs> that one wasn't normal. I yeah. mean, yeah. He wasn't yeah. even having a Coke can coming out of his head. He no. was having a freaking – yeah. <laughs> Cake bottle. <laughs> yeah. Coming out of his head. Yeah. Yeah. Split off and all kinds of weird stuff happening. So I didn't know what he was going to turn into with what was going right, on right yeah. off the bat. But um, so you're dealing with, you know, trying to get over the stroke uh-huh. at a young age. And, uh, you know, then you start getting pictures of him. You're like, holy hell. Yep. And, so you know, the, by the time uh, hunting season rolled around, I'm assuming you felt like at least before the night you're about to tell us what happened, at least you probably felt like you were a little bit normal again. Like things yeah. were a little bit back to normal. Yes. I'm going to go hunting. Yeah. You know, I can't drive at night right now, but I got that taken care of, you know, and so life's, you know, this is normal. Yeah. And, you know, when we talked before the show, this is the part where you, uh, when you told me and Micah this, that bothered me the most for you is, you know, this, this is issue yeah. that you had. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wanted to obviously hunt him and, um, you know, he was part of my thing in therapy, keeping me going, like, motivated. Like, I have to be able to go hunting. I, you know, I, if I can't ever drive again, that sucks. But 
I mean, I have to hunt. I love hunting. I mean, I right. just live for hunting. I, I was like, I have got to. So just to push to be able to get to go. And so finally I'm able to go. I'm like, this is awesome, you know. So Tyler drives me down. We go down there for an evening hunt. And uh, I went and climbed up in a tree, which my doctor hears is probably be mad. I'm not supposed to be on trees. I'm still on thinners or whatever. But, <laughs> um, you know, I strapped in. I was super safe. I was very careful, um, right. obviously. And once I got up there, I thought, okay, you know, um, I felt – my body, my brain just wasn't having me being in a tree, you know. I thought, okay, so I honestly didn't sit in a hanger stand the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I sat in like a buddy stand or something that had rails and everything, so yeah. I felt safe. But I sat in that stand that night and uh, didn't move, didn't stand up, didn't do anything. I was scared to death the whole time. Um, and you know, I've sat in stands just the whole your, life. Your like eyes that. didn't like. Yeah, well, what the, was going the trees. On. Yeah, the that's what I mean. My brain, yeah, yeah, just didn't. Uh, it wasn't all clicking. Yeah, being in the woods and especially in the evening when things started getting dark. Um, I started realizing real quick, I'm like, holy cow, this does not look normal. I mean, I can, I'm having trouble seeing my brain's like, whoa, this is not cool. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, it, it wasn't even dark yet. And I was like, I need to get out of this tree stand while I can see and stuff like that. So I start that process and, um, you know, I almost called my buddy Tyler and said, Hey man, you can get a ladder and come get me down. I can't get out of this tree. I'm, I, I can't see, I can't move. You know, I'm scared up here. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, I, I was careful and I slowly, I made my way down, um, got down to the ground and thought, whew, thank God. Wore me out just getting down. I was so worried about it. And uh, so I get down, and then I realize I can't really see the ground. And I'm like, well, man, you know, I'm trying to walk out. And this is my family farm. I've been hunting my whole life. I can walk this farm in the dark, eyes closed, sleep, walk, whatever. I know where I'm at. And uh, I just had to turn and walk straight out to this barn. And uh, I fell down a couple times. I couldn't see the ground. Mm -hmm. So that was upsetting. I'm like, geez, you know, here I am, 36. I'm walking in the woods, and I'm walking like I'm 90 with two knee replacements. Wasted drunk. Yeah, (laughs) I know, right? Can't get out of the woods. So... I finally see light, and I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. And I walk out, and I'm in this field that's not where I was walking to the barn. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I I'm lost. Yeah, I just went the wrong way. I was like, what? I've never done that. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty disappointed, upset at this point. And I, I went up to the barn. I get on the four-wheeler, and I'm just moping. I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe I just did that. You know, that's obviously why I can't drive at night, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was literally the first time I'm active in the dark. At night. Yeah. yeah. And this whole time as I progressed and did more, I learned of other issues. And then the more I did them, you know, like through therapy and stuff, it would get better. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the season, it was a lot better, but I get on the full wheel. I drive back to the house. I call Tyler and uh, I said, Hey man, where you at? And he was a ways away um, down in that bottom field I was telling you about. So that's a long walk uphill. So I said, I'll come get you. He said, cool. So I drove down, picked him up on the full wheel. We're headed back up and we're on a just, a, you know, a four-wheeler, a buggy path, whatever, cattle mm-hmm. path, going back up to the house. And I'm in second gear, just cruising, you know. And I see this thing off to the left and uh, looks like a leaf. And it's a weird-looking leaf, and I've never seen a leaf like it. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And at this point, I'm focused in on the left side. Well, my blind spot's in my right side. So now I can't see anything on the road, which there shouldn't be anything on the road, you know, in the middle of the right. woods. And it's dark. Like, what's the problem? Right. I just came down that path, so it's fine. So I'm driving. I'm like, man, I don't know what that leaf is. or I don't remember a tree being there. I don't even know what kind of leaf that would be if it was a leaf. It's so weird. And then all of a sudden, Tyler's like, hey, man, stop. There's a cow. And I was like, what? And I look up, and this cow's a foot in front of the four-wheeler, and that leaf was his ear tag. He was standing there in the middle of the road and had his head turned looking at us, you know, and I yeah. saw the tag, and apparently that I thought it was a leaf. I couldn't make out what it was <laughs> there. Was. So I told Tyler, Jeez. I said, hey, man, I'm glad you drive me. This is why I don't drive on the road at night, you know. Yeah. Anyways, made it back to the house, and then um, – Obviously, it was way more careful and cautious going in the stands in the morning and out of stands in the evening and things like that. But right. like I said, the more I did, the better uh, you got. Yeah, my brain's just clicking and everything's but like, getting better. But like that night, like on your way home, mm-hmm. were you uh, 
for me, when I heard you telling that story, you know, as a, another hunter and just, you know, someone who would love, loves being out there. Yeah. I, I'll just say the word, I felt dejected for you. Yeah. Like. I was. It was depressing. I'm not going to lie. Like, were you. Oh, yeah. The, shit, I'm never going to get to do yeah. this again. Like, I'm. Oh, yeah. Is, I was upset. Like, I'm not going to lie. Right. I was upset. Yeah. I mean, I even texted my wife. I was like, you won't believe what just happened to me tonight. Right. She's like, what, did you get him? You nope. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I mean, I wish, but anyways, yeah, so I told her that whole story, too. She's like, oh, my God, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry for you. I mean, it was, it was a, it sucked. It was bad, but I knew, you know, during this whole process and continuing, as soon as I realized I can't do it, you know, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be stuck not being able to talk or not being able to read or not being able to drive or whatever, so I'm just going to keep going and pushing and pushing, and Mm -hmm. so that's, you know, and that's what I told her. I was like, you know. Do I stay out of the woods in the dark? Is it unsafe for me to go? What do I do? This, this, and that, you know? And we and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to be more careful. And the more I'm in it, I think my brain's going to start clicking just because it hasn't done it, yeah. you know, this. Not used to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been nine months since I've been moving around at night. And I, I, I religiously went hunting. I hunted more this year than I ever have. Obviously, I was after that deer. And mm-hmm. uh, Tyler drove me down all the time. Uh, you know, my wife drove me down, stay in a hotel with the kids. They want to swim in the pool, whatever. And you know, do stuff like that. So I could go all the time. And literally every time I went, I got better and better. I could see more. I could handle more. I could sit in the woods. Trees didn't bother me. Yeah. Um, it just got better and better, which I was hoping it would. And it, it did. So. so it was kind of therapy in, its, in yeah, itself. It really. was, it was. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that first night, oh, probably yeah. scared, scared the shit I was, out of you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was upset. I it's, didn't know. It's hard to keep your focus too when shit like that's happening to you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, the next time you're hunting, all right, I, I'm, I'm better in a tree today. You yeah. Know? You're you're winning these little tiny battles that are just uh, normal stuff for the rest of us at yeah. this point, right? Like, yeah. I don't think of that crap, <laughs> and uh, at the same time, have a damn near two hundred inch deer that is somewhere on that farm uh-huh. that you're trying to kill. Mm-hmm. So that's the other hard part is not only are you literally yeah. trying to just function, yeah, <laughs> you're also trying to function and kill this freak, right? yeah. you know. At yeah. the same time, so it's uh, yeah. I can see where you know you were you were putting as much time as you could in just to yeah, you know, I give was. yourself a fighting chance. Yeah, and that's I mean that was the only thing I could possibly think of in my mind is how am I going to kill this deer? I can't I can't go down and hunt two days before gun season bow hunt you know and then hunt three days gun season and come back and work and kid and do every I mean I cannot five days I'm not going to kill this deer if I do it'll be pure luck. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I mean we learned everything we did from him from our experiences. You know, being past. in the woods in the last two years and stuff, and I know they change every year a little bit, but they keep during, I mean, I you know, they keep some of the same tendencies and the things he does and where he likes to be yeah. um, and stuff like that. So um, I knew the time, if we had, if I put the time in, in these areas, I was going to, I was going to see him somewhere on right. the farm eventually. So, so did you have any encounters with him? Yeah. So actually this year, so one of the times my other friend, Mark, uh, one of my other great friends, uh, he was a firefighter with me. Um, he retired after, uh, 37 years on the job. Nice. Um, yeah, he's a big hunter. So he drove me down. All, all my friends and family's obviously insanely supportive of me being able to hunt this year, um, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So he, he picked me up and we went down for an evening hunt and, uh, I went and sat in that field. Um, and like I said, after last year, driving through the bottom and seeing him and doing all that stuff, we went the road this time, sent, sprayed, I mean, sent, sent, sent everything. And we park along the road because the four wheeler buggy, whatever it is, um, they're used to it on the road. So we drive it on the road and there's mm-hmm. a little ditch right there. You could park in, you know, so we'd park there and then I'd walk across that field all the way down to the stand, which 
I always thought was what I shouldn't do um, until I learned he was always on the ridges watching me, watching and then you. I need to yeah. come in the other way. So that changed everything. So we started doing that. And uh, so anyways. And that, it would go it would go to reason that he'd be doing that again. Yeah, exactly. It, it works for him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been alive. He's never been shot at. And uh, he's, yeah, yeah, even during the rut, he knows what he's doing. And then my buddy, so Tyler last year, actually, I haven't said this part to you guys yet. He uh, was sitting in the holler, and he was chasing the doe. And he had him at 20 yards last year. The night before, he killed the 170, and he couldn't get a shot, so he didn't shoot him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he lived then. But it was the same hauler. He came off that same ridge, was watching, laying there, saw a doe, got up, chased her down. So he was up mm-hmm. there again. So just another, you know, learning experience on yep. where he likes to be. So anyways, I was sitting there in that field, and uh, all of a sudden, it was probably 4 o'clock. And um, I'm sitting there, and here comes this giant 10, runs across the field, super white rack, and I thought, oh, dang, that's a big buck. And then right behind him was Tiny Ten. And I was, he was at 60 yards, not a dead sprint, but mm-hmm. a, a jog across the field. Couldn't get him really to stop. I don't, I don't think I tried. I think I was more in shock <laughs> that I saw him, and he was there. Yeah, and right. I was hunting, <laughs> and he was 60 yards away. And I was just like, I might have tried oh. to stop him, but all I was doing was. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I see him go down in the woods, and I'm like, oh, dear Lord. So I sat there and was like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? And then uh, about two, three minutes later, the neighbor comes by on his four-wheeler. I hear him coming, you know, and he comes down the fence. I see some turkeys running across and stuff. I thought, okay. So he was bedded over in that other holler, and the neighbor spooked him, and he ran over, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I sit there, and neighbor does his thing, rides around the four-wheeler, whatever, drives off. And then uh, probably 45 minutes later, it's just getting dark. And I see this little buck come out of the corner of my eye into this field. He's 30 yards away. And then that giant white 10-pointer was there. He's probably his 150s. He was a good deer. And he's at 30 yards, and he starts sparring this little bitty fork. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I'm sitting there watching that, you know. But then instantly I'm like, oh, my gosh, Tiny 10 was with that buck. So he's got to be in this field too. So this tree branch comes down. It's in the way, you know. And I was just freaking out. I was convinced he was coming out into this field, especially with those two sparring. I'm like, he's going to come out and break that up and kill both of these deer and, you know, all kinds of crazy (laughs) stuff's about to happen. And um, I never saw him. He never came out. Um, That 10-pointer stood there at 10 yards for, I don't know, I took a picture of him. He stood there for 10 minutes just standing there, watching, looking around. That little buck's running around. And he never never came out again. So Mm. that was the one time I saw him uh, this year before opening day. Nice. Yep. And then your your buddies, they had some encounters with him too, didn't they? Yeah, well. Uh, uh, one of them did, I think. Yeah, he did on uh, opening morning. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. before you shot it. Correct. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah right. he yeah. saw him that opening morning. But, nice. uh, yeah, we I mean, we went down Thursday, bow hunted Thursday, Friday, um, me and my three buddies. And we all saw nice bucks. Everyone saw nice bucks. They weren't ever in range. My buddy had a nice tent at 70 yards. Couldn't get a shot. And, obviously, 70 yards, you don't do that anyway. So. He didn't shoot him. Um, I saw a real nice ten walking into my stand one morning. Um, it was it was light, you know, lighter out. Um, and I I don't know, I can't remember why we were so late getting in, but for some reason we were, which we're religious about being way early. <laughs> so, anyways, of course this deer's underneath the stand, and he walks up. So I sit down, and he walks up and gets thirty yards from me, super thick, heavy, wide ten. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, any other day of my life. I would shoot that thing right now, but it's pretty easy to pass up 150s when you know yeah. there's 200 yeah. around the area. <laughs> yeah. Although, let's see here, how many days before a rifle? This was the day before. I'd be like really tempted to. I'm gonna punch this archery tag, and then I got a rifle uh, tag. I know yeah, that would have been. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, see I was not saying. that confident because I thought uh, I thought I'm gonna have to use every day, 
every square inch of this place. <laughs> I mean, just to try to shoot him, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So he was the only thing I was going to pull that trigger on yeah. until, unless I, the neighbors killed, unless I knew he was dead. Right. I wasn't going to shoot a thing. He, I was, he, he was your quest that, yeah. you know, this year. Yeah. yeah. And then it was the night before we went down, we had him on one of our cameras. We turned to a video on a scrape and he came to that scrape and I mean, he was there for probably a minute and a half making a scrape and licking branches and doing all kinds of stuff. And so mm -hmm. I thought, oh, my gosh, he's back. You know, I, I figured he was with some does for a while because, you know, we saw him with the buck and this right. and that. And then we didn't see him for another week or whatever it was. And then all of a sudden he was making scrapes and open again. So I thought, okay, he's going to be out looking the day before we go down. So that's at least a good sign. And he's on the farm. Yep. So right. that was uh, in our favor at that point. Gotcha. I was excited about it anyway. So just keep him here. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he turned when he left that scrape. I'm assuming all your neighbors knew about him too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody I think in the yeah. Everybody yeah. knew about him. I mean And everybody, yeah, nobody nobody shares too many pictures until after he's dead and then everyone's like, Oh hey, yeah, yeah, I had pictures hey, of him. No, I get it. <laughs> everybody 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 knew has about that him. aspiration to yeah. kill you know, and no deer. one had, uh, none of the neighbors had talked about it. And then one neighbor told me about another neighbor and I wondered if he had seen him yet or not. Mm -hmm. And come to find out this guy, he usually doesn't bow hunt too much before gun season type he, thing. He picked up bow hunting real quick. <laughs> yeah. This guy would walk to his stand, not see him. So then they said he got one of those quiet cats, which is cool, you know, cause yeah, he was being those, too loud. Bikes. Yeah. yeah. And he drove it to his stand and then he thought that was too loud. And this guy was taking a canoe down the river to his stand. Oh, wow. So hey. I thought, okay, he knows he's there cause nobody's going to get in a canoe. Yeah. And go down the rivers, you know. And and more power to them, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That's, yeah. That, when you try to get better because <laughs> that's out there. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, when they told me he was taking canoes to the stands, I thought, okay. Yeah, he knows he's there. Yeah, he's yeah. after him for yeah, sure. Man. Yeah. Sure enough. Everybody knew about him. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, those those deer are, well, I mean, you know, what's crazy is uh, the guy, Joe, last year that killed a 214-inch deer. Yeah. Uh, not far from where we're sitting right now. Oh, wow. Um, never saw him before the day he shot him. Really? Yeah. And funny enough story, shot him in the dick. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the first shot yeah. he took at him. <laughs> um, so it's uh, – and I think, you know, not a lot of people knew about that deer because – from the way Joe talked about that story, there was a big sanctuary. There was a big like five hundred anchor, five hundred acre sanctuary where the the landowner didn't let anybody hunt. Ah, and I think that deer just lived there. Oh yeah, and unfortunately came out, yep. you know, off the property that day. And yeah, and then this guy who was that the first? No, remember what Joe said? He hadn't been hunting that long. I think he's only been hunting for like two years or something like that. If I remember. Oh right. wow, two hundred fourteen inch. Deer. Yeah. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, stuff. Oh, but we'll show you the picture after. Yeah, he, he brought the rack in whenever he oh, came. Oh my god, it, it was cool. Oh, that's cool. awesome. Yes. Hell of a deer. Yes, it was. We'll show you the picture of it after. Wow. We record, yeah. but anyway, back to yours. That's insane. Um. So yeah, okay. You had that. So that that's one uh, Friday me. evening, right? Uh, Friday evening. Friday evening. So well, when you saw him with the ten. Uh, no, that was uh, early bow hunt. Okay. That was probably, oh, okay. That was probably two and a half weeks before gun season. Okay. okay. And yeah. then, you guys and then did... I didn't see him again so later until no, we got like him on the scrape video. Mid to late November at that point. Yeah. Yeah. 20th, and then he was 25th yeah. or something like that, uh -huh. probably. And gotcha. then he made that scrape on Wednesday before opening day, Saturday. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Okay. And so you guys get down there, what, Friday? Thursday. Thursday yep. Do a little bow hunting. Not yep. much going on. Yeah. Well, they uh, were just starting. So we had hunted. Me and Tyler, that first two weeks before that, religiously, and uh, didn't really see too much rut action and no mature bucks, really. Um, Tyler had a real nice one 
that um, he probably wishes he would have shot now on that first day we went bow. But it's the first day you're hunting down there. Right. You know, he shot a 170s, bunch of over 150s, and this one was right at 150s, and so he let it walk. Um, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, he we went down there and lost my train of thought even what we were. Just the the few days before rifle season opens up. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So we go down there and then we finally started seeing the rut activity. So uh -huh. the big, the big deer were rutting and moving. Like I said, Thursday, Friday, everyone was seeing big deer, mm -hmm. um, just not able to get any bow shots. So we were all pretty pumped up about right. Saturday morning thinking, okay, we got rifles in our hands and going to be easy peasy. We're all tagging yeah. out eating biscuits and gravy by yeah. noon. You that's, know? Yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what we thought Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah. So then Saturday morning rolls around. Mm hmm um you know we get up drink our coffee everyone's in a great mood it's gonna be a great morning it's freezing cold everything's just perfect mm -hmm. um everyone knows where they're going uh everyone agreed out of my th my three friends that hunt with me uh, because of the stroke and everything you know i'm trying to be a good host and let people kill whatever down there this and that that they weren't going to shoot this deer they were going to let me kill him see and and to be fair, to give a little bit of backstory, I've known about this deer for a few weeks now before uh -huh. I even knew you because because yeah. of our mutual friends. You're good buddies with him. I'm good buddies with him. He showed me the pictures. Yeah. And the story I got from him is he told his buddies he can't fucking hunt them. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, nope, you shoot that thing, you're done. Yeah. That's the story I got. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I like it, Danny's story better. I, I know. I, I do too. Yeah. If I'd have told him that, they'd probably have been like, yeah, worth it. I'll shoot him. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I don't need to hunt again after that. You know what I mean? I would. And that's yeah. what we, because I kind of, I, I think I even brought it up to somebody and they're like, yeah, man, that's a once in a lifetime deer or yeah. whatever. Yeah. He's like, it's kind of a crap move saying that, but we did I didn't know about the stroke. I didn't yeah. know about any of this. You yeah, know, yeah. I just, this I've was the first the, time I heard this. Yeah. 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 So, I'm, no, they honestly, honestly, all three of them individually, even, yeah. I don't know if they talked about it. I have no idea, but at right. different times throughout the weeks before, days up to, all three of them came up to me and said, yeah. Hey, man, just so you know, I'm not shooting that deer. You know, we got a bunch of big ones on camera. This is right. Matt. Um, you know, you got all this history with him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're not going to shoot. We want you to kill him and we'll, yeah. we'll try to help you. Know, we'll awesome. do whatever yeah. we can. And that's, know. and that's, I yeah. mean, honestly, which I was going to do after, if you did get to it in the, the, the story, but that's pretty awesome of Tyler, uh, Mark, you said. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, the third yeah, Ty, and then Kyle, Mike, and Mark took me down oh, there. okay. But Mark thought, wasn't there opening with Gotcha. Me. Yeah. That's pretty awesome of your buddies. Yeah. No, it is. Like, it honestly is. Um, it is. That, they're, that and they're all you pick patient. good friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are good dudes. They take yeah. care of me. I mean, shoot, they took me to therapy. You know, Mike drove me to therapy every day. Uh, oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Picked yeah. me up, take me to lunch. Kyle took me to lunch. I mean, they're, yeah, they're they're good friends. Yeah. They're good friends, so. Yeah, it's pretty awesome to, to yeah. sacrifice something like that for a buddy because, yep. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, your hunting buddies, that's that's like a different type of bond almost. You yeah, know, I yeah. got my friends, and then I got my hunting friends, and, you know, your hunting friends, for me personally, it's just a tighter-knit group, yeah. I feel like. I really, it is. I really wish it wasn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> I didn't say you were part of that group. but <laughs> Thank God. But, you know, because uh, you know, tonight was the – I didn't know you had a stroke. Yeah. I just thought this was going to be a cool story. I yeah. didn't either. Of yeah, a freaking until, big yeah. deer. And, and then I'm like, holy hell, that adds a – adds a whole another element to yeah. the deal yeah because uh, when just a backstory on tonight you know you're at my house right now yeah uh, we live near each other near ish <laughs> and um we had set it up for you to come down here and which is awesome and um micah calls me you know what 4 30 tonight or whatever something like that yeah he's like hey man are you about done with uh seeing santa claus with the kids and i'm like yeah <laughs> actually we're on our way home now 
And he's like, ah, um, Danny's wife's got to drive him down there. And I'm like, dude, we'll just go to him. I don't want to make her do that, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't know. Yeah, and again, like, I thought my buddy was screwing him, with and me. And I've never yeah. met you a day in my life, dude. Yeah. And so I'm like, is this dude like 85 years old? Like, what, <laughs> why can't he drive at night? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I was just, I'm like, why can't he drive at night? And he's like, I don't know, man. And so I'm like, dude, we'll go to him or whatever. And and then, yeah, long story short, your wife's like, she's out. got some friends here. So yeah, she went and yeah we got to anyway. figure it out. No big deal. Yeah. But, yeah, he texts me. Can you for real not drive at night or is he messing with me? <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't drive for real. Yeah, and that's when we found out you had the stroke. You yeah. Know, not even a year ago. I'm like, holy hell, you got to be kidding. So, yeah. you know, that's that's awesome of your buddies, you yeah. know, to, to about. at least, you know, say that now. It was. You put a 200-inch deer five yards in front of me. I might question my friendship at that moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, do I really care about this guy as much as I say? I know, right? <laughs> exactly. That'd be hard to do. You know? But. And I was thinking that same thing. I'm like, man, if I was those dudes and that deer is within gun range, standing there all perfect, I don't know. I mean, you that, know what I mean? That, that's a that'd be that's a real hardest hard, decision, especially hard if you're an avid hunter. Yep. At all. I mean, geez, you know yeah. what? And maybe that's what makes it so they could do it. You know, they're all such avid hunters and love it that they understand, you know, what how it, it is. And the, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, what happened to me this year and stuff. And just me being able to be in the woods was my goal. So I was just stoked I could even hunt. I mean, yeah. honestly, at the end yeah. of the day, I didn't care if I got anything. I was going to hunt my hardest to get that deer. You know, yeah. I wanted that deer more than anything ever. But I was just happy I could be out there. And the fact that those dudes were so supportive was just, yeah, yeah. it's just crazy. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So Saturday morning, take us through the morning hunt. Okay. So we get up, um, like I said, had our coffee, blah, 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 go outside. And, uh, you know, because of the stroke, I'll be honest, my endurance isn't the best. I can't, I can't, okay, so I can't lift over 20 pounds for the rest of my life. Um, no shit. Yeah, which sucks. So, that does suck. Yeah. So, I mean, I literally need my friends and my family. My dad's down there. You know, I mean, yeah. if I shoot something, I can't even drive the dang thing out. So, mm-hmm. I do got some issues with all that stuff. Um, so, walking up those hollers and just doing all that stuff, um, I hadn't really done that much of it yet because I'm taking the buggy on the road and then I'll walk, you know, 800 yards to the spot and I'll sit there. I'm not walking up and down hollers. I used to walk over that dang farm, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, Saturday morning, we get up, we get out there. The four-wheeler doesn't start which is quieter, like to take it. Not that it matters. Like I said, we take the road. I believe that the road is safe with vehicles. So anyways, buggy won't start. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so um, jump in my truck, actually. We drive the truck down the road and pull off and park along the side. And Mike, my buddy, he sat with me and a buddy standing in that field, the same field I saw him mm-hmm. in last year, same field I saw him in this year. Um, it's just a hot spot during the rut. <coughs> Bucks come out there and check for does and Back chase them across. Forth, and, yep. Yeah. So anyways, um, or he could be bedded on that ridge behind me so i thought i should come out there you know so i sat there with mike and then down in the holler to our right a few hundred yards away it was my buddy kyle and then tyler was sitting at the barn which was i don't know as a crow flies probably eight nine maybe a thousand yards away something like that and uh we're sitting there and it was a good morning deer moving um didn't see any real big ones saw a decent one at 300 yards across the field um stuff like that well then all of a sudden tyler shoots well when tyler shoots everyone knows a giant just dropped, right? Right. So he shoots. Everyone gets all excited and texts him, like, what'd you get? Which one is it? You know, and um, he says, oh, I shot a coyote. It was, you know, right underneath me. Real nice looking one. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I thought that sucks for him, you know. Well, I just don't know. That's a bummer. <laughs> that, that is that is a difficult – I don't know if I could shoot a coyote opening morning of – Oh, I do. Season. I shoot every we coyote. Too. I, I mean, that's, I mean. Well, well, we used to have the cows before uh-huh. we sold them, so – we had problems with coyotes, honestly. Sure. They would eat the crap out of the calves and all kinds of stuff. So, anyways, anytime we see a coyote, no matter what, 
we shoot them. And of if course, well, my fear is about to come true because yeah. I know this story already. He's already yeah. told us this. So and, anyway, and, go ahead. Yeah, and if the coyote's in the field, the deer are going to smell it if they're downwind. Right. They're, they're not going to come out anyway. So I'd rather shoot it, kill it, and just get rid of it somewhere and then mm-hmm. go hunt again, right? Yep. So Tyler shoots. Boom. We're like, all excited. Oh, I shot a coyote. We're like, oh, that sucks. So he's sitting there and... Probably 20 minutes later, he texts and he says, hey, guys, I'm getting down. All the cows are coming through. They're underneath me. Well, I know they're coming to our field at this point. They're going to be there shortly. And I'm like, mm-hmm. God dang it. <laughs> so anyways, he gets down. Well, five minutes later, he sends us another text. He says, hey, man, I'm on the ground. I'm kneeling on the coyote. So he is on the ground at the base of his tree, kneeling on the coyote because he was about to pick it up, but he sees a doe at 50 yards coming to him through this holler in the woods. And uh, he said, Tiny Ten's behind her. I, I, I thought, okay. I wonder if he's joking. Right. This isn't funny. I really don't know what's going on, but this doesn't make any sense. You you shoot a coyote. You get out of the tree. You're kneeling on it. No one's going to believe this story. There's cows walking through. There's a bunch of cows there. You get down. You're sitting on the ground, and here comes this doe at 50 yards, when, and the biggest deer we've ever seen in our lives is right behind her. Yeah. Then he sends me a picture of it and says, <laughs> he's coming. I'm he's right lying. here. Yeah, he's like, what do I do? And I was just like, oh, my God, dude. I'm like, I don't know. You said you wouldn't shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep back out now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I said, I'm going to get down, and I'm going to try to figure out if I can put a stock on this dude to figure out what to do. I don't know. So Mike and me get down, and I th- my first original thought is I'm going to walk all the way back to the road. I'm going to walk all the way down the road, and I'm going to walk to the barn and try to drop in the woods there and see if I can see him, right? So I get to walk in, Mike and me, and we get um, not quite to the road. And Tyler says, oh, he ran down in the holler. He's in the holler with that doe. So I thought, oh, my gosh. So I dropped down in the holler, and uh, so we sat there for 10 minutes and didn't see or hear a thing. And then Tyler says, um, you know, he, he's out of the holler. I don't know where he went. You know, I don't see him anymore. I think he went maybe east or whatever. I don't so know. So he could see the holler where he was at? Yeah, he was up on this ridge. And, I mean, he could only see in those woods about 60 yards. Uh-huh. And so once he walked out of there, he couldn't see him anymore. Okay. So we, we didn't know which way he was going to go. And that holler is ginormous. So, okay. I mean – your guess is as good as ours. He's with the doe. Mm-hmm. Which way is she going to go? Who knows? I'm sitting there. I'd already walked, you know, 800 yards. I'm down in the woods, and I'm sitting there thinking, what do we do? I don't want to screw this up. He's actually on the farm. We know he's somewhere in this giant holler. So I started thinking about last year and all the times we see him, the wind direction, right? The wind was blowing straight west east, and every time that happens, he goes and sits on those ridges, right, and mm-hmm. watches the bottom and has the wind blow all these hollers out in these fields, and he watches them. So I thought, okay. I'm going to gamble and assume that's what he's going to do again, um, just hoping that's what he was going to do. I didn't know if that doe was hot, if he had just found her, if she was going to run, he was going to chase her. I had no right. idea. But um, the fact that oh, Tyler had said at one point he, that he, they had bedded down somewhere. Like, he, you know, saw him bed or whatever. They got up went, and then they left or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So he's not in a hurry. Maybe he's going to bed down. I don't know. You know, my mind is just exploding with all these possibilities. So – I start walking the high ridge away from the holler all the way back down the other way, another 1,000 yards. I get to Kyle in the holler where he's hunting my buddy, but I'm sure he's thrilled. I walk right underneath him. I'm hey, like, bud. hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ya. like, listen, I'm going to sneak all the way around here. I'm going to go shoot Tiny Ten. He's like, yeah, whatever. Good luck. Love you. Know? you. Yeah. <laughs> so I walk all the way down, and I'm assuming he's not going to go on this ridge. He was going to go on that middle field ridge um, in that holler. And so I went all the way down to this finger field. I came back up. And I get up onto this ridge, and I start walking about one foot every minute. And I'm just barely moving, and I'm looking and looking and looking. I'm in these thick woods. I can't really see very far. And uh, I'm, I'm scoping with my gun the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking to see if I can see anything in these woods because I can't see through the woods anyways very far with my naked eyes. So 
I'm looking, and I just happened to catch out of the corner of my eye a brown butt sit down, bed down, right? And I'm like, oh, sweet, there's a deer. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I couldn't right. tell. Just knew it was a deer. Yeah, there's a brown butt sits down 80 yards away. And I stop and I look and I can't see any farther. And I'm, I'm on this shelf. We call it a shelf. You know, this from this field, the wood start, it comes down probably maybe 70 yards. And then there's these boulders that create kind of a steep drop and then it drops down into the holler. Mm. So I was down using those boulders kind of underneath that shelf and letting them, when I was walking in the leaves and stuff, you know, the sound not get over there. I wasn't on top. I was underneath them. And I'm walking and I get a little bit, I take like three more steps and it takes me probably five minutes to get there because I was so worried about spooking something out of there. I didn't know where he was at. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I look in that exact same face that I saw last year. There's a tree, he's bedded, and there's a tree and I see half his face again with, with his rack, a giant side of his rack sticking up, right? Yeah. So at this point, I uh, almost throw up. Does he know you there? No, he has no idea. Okay. He's just bedded. He's just chilling. Mm-hmm. And I see him, and I see half his face. I instantly get the chills. It's the exact same thing I saw last year. And I started thinking about, like, how I screwed it up last year. And He's like, going to blow out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yep. I mean, once in a lifetime, everything just hit me. Like, 20 years plus of hunting and the pat- and just wanting, you know, to shoot a giant deer. And yeah. just to even see one in real life during gun season with a gun in my hand and, like, this last year, just everything hit me all at once. So mm-hmm. I instantly got dizzy. I had to sit down. I almost threw up. I started, like, having to, like, spit. And then I put myself in, like, a heart arrhythmia. No shit. Dead serious. Oh, my wow. heart was jacked for, like, four days. I even had to call my wife and was like, do I need to go to the doctor? Like, my heart is jacked up. Like, it's beating all weird and skipping beats and stuff. It did it for four days after that. And it happened the second I saw him. Holy hell. Talk about buck fever, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it makes me think of this, the movie Step Brothers where Dale is, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he threw up. <laughs> yeah. It was like that. I mean, I was just, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was just panicked. And I had a little eight-inch window. I could see him, and I'm just like, oh, my God. If he stands up, he's gone. I can't see him. If he does this, I can't see him. If I take another step, I can't see him. There's just so much stuff in the way, right? Mm-hmm. So I take a break. I calm down. I literally sit down on the boulder, and I'm just like, okay. I mean, if if he runs, whatever whatever's happening right now, I can't kill him. I have no shot. Mm-hmm. And so I just need to calm down before... Yeah. They need to, like, rescue me out of here. I mean, I thought, I don't know, stroke or something. I don't know what was going on. My heart was acting crazy. I'm like, holy crap. So I sit down. I text the dudes. I said, man, he is at 80 yards. I have an 8-inch window, and I don't have a shot. Like, I can see him, but I don't have a shot. And they're all just like, holy freaking crap, dude. You know, and he doesn't know you're there still. No, he has no idea. They're like, you'll get him, you know. You'll be fine. Just calm down and stuff. Be patient. Uh, yeah, 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 you know, and I'm like, I'm on the verge of needing to go by ambulance to the hospital, so... <laughs> I'm just going to try not to die right this second. Well, as as I'm calming down, I'm not looking at it. I'm not doing anything. I'm just trying to calm down. I hear running through the woods, right? And the first 40 yards of this holler coming from that field, I can see, you know, to my right pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then there's a line of buck brush real thick. And then, you know, the woods start back up against cedars and shit that go to the field. So, anyways, here comes this deer running. And I'm like, oh, my God, he got up and he's running, you know. So I'm, like, freaking out because I wasn't watching him anymore. I was trying to calm down. Mm -hmm. And here comes this deer, and it's sounding like a good deer. And I'm like, oh, no. And I turn around, and sure enough, it's a giant buck. And it comes around the corner and chasing the doe. And here comes these other deer up from the bottom where I had just come from Mm -hmm. and walked up there. I'm like, what is going on? And then he takes off and goes with these does, and they're gone. And I had no idea what it was. I just knew it was a big deer. Saw the rack, heard it, you know, Mm. these other deer running. And I'm like... Well, there he goes. It's over. That, that's like, it. He literally, that doe ran off and he's gone. I just 
blew my opportunity. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, what do I say to the guys? Like, that was it. That was my chance. I was going to text them and be like, all right, Tiny Tens, fair game. You guys gave me my chance. It's over. I blew it. And I look back up there through the scope, and I don't see him. Mm. So I'm like, he's gone. You know, right. literally, he's oh, gone. God, this yeah. is unreal. And I'm sitting there. I sit back on the log. I didn't say anything. I didn't text. I'm just sitting there, again, trying not to throw up because now I'm sick that he ran off, right? Right. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't know what happened. So I inch forward a little bit more, and I'm looking, and I'm just – part of me is convinced that deer did not run off, which – doesn't make any sense. I literally was on the verge of turning around, walking back to the dudes and being like, I blew it. But the fact I couldn't tell what giant deer that was, I didn't, I mean, I saw the rack. It was big, right? I didn't know which one it was. So I wasn't convinced a, it was him. an ounce of doubt. Exactly. I was just like, you know what? There's a 0.1% chance he's still laying there. I don't know how or why he would be, but there's a chance. So anyways, I'm looking hard and I'm looking and looking and looking and all of a sudden that brown butt sits down again. And I was like, what the heck? And I take another step forward, and this time I have about a 10-inch window, and I can see his chest and his whole head, and he's bedded down again. So I think that big buck came out of the field or came running down there, grabbed that doe, and he might have been done with her. I don't know. But he didn't get – he got up. She ran, That buck ran off with her, and then he bedded back down. He was right. still there. I could not believe it. So I see him again. Do you think maybe it could have been a different doe, or do you – think it was i did not see that other doe at all okay um, so we don't time. know yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it it yeah that other doe may still have been there and i just never saw or heard yeah. her um when i was watching him so during this process from the second i saw him till i shot him was 30 minutes oh wow so i sat there for 30 minutes with all this stuff you know happening me trying to figure out what i was gonna do and how i was gonna shoot him and blah 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 <laughs> so at this point um i got the 10 inch window he's quartering two pretty hard um and I realize at this point I have a shot, right? Um, I'm down, those boulders are up, and then he's even farther up because that holler goes up, you know. And so I'm having to hold my gun up pretty high. And by this point, I'm spent. I, I have nothing Tired. I have nothing left in me. I mean, I just went through the most emotional roller coaster of my life in the last five minutes that I, I try to look at him through the scope, and my scope is just like it's on a boat. It was insane. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't shoot him. I can't. I can't ethically make a shot right now. So, again, I'm like, I need to calm down. I'm going to sit here and just chill for a minute. And my brain's racing. You know, I'm thinking same thing again. Here I am, 20 years of hunting, this deer, three years, all the history. I got a sheds. Like, this is this is a dream. You mm-hmm. know, he's there. And I can make this shot now if I can hold my gun. And I can't. I'm so weak and just tired. I can't even hold my gun. Was, so I was starting to get pretty mad about that. And I'm just like, what am I going to do? Anyways, I look down, and there is this log, dead tree log, about this big, you know, I don't know what that is, seven inches around, whatever, mm-hmm. by like four foot, and it looks like it's got like two knuckles. It didn't even have a V. It just had like two giant knuckle things hanging off of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to shove that thing in these boulders right here in this rock crack, and I'm going to hold it with my right hand like this, and I'm going to throw my gun up on it and hope it's the right height, and maybe I can see him in it. And I did, and sure enough, I could see him in it nature's shooting stick <laughs> that's right so i got my gun on this log i'm holding it and obviously it's way more dead rest i mean i am good i am solid and i look and i see him and he's sitting there and at this point i'm like i can actually shoot him now my question is like i'm starting to think about like what do people say about shooting deer that are bedded you know is that right is that safe is it normal is it not like i don't know and i could see like i said i could see his front shoulder um of his right side he's he's quartering like this to me, uh, pretty steep. And I knew if I 
make that shot. If I made it, it would be a great shot. He's going to be dead. It's going to be good. Now, I'm confident with my gun. I always have been. Um, knock on wood, I usually don't miss. So, anyways, I put it up there, and I, I focused on my breathing for I don't know how long it was. It, maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds. I mean, just focused, trying as hard as I could to be still. Crosshair is perfect right on the shoulder, and I was like, this is it. You know, I'm going to take this shot, and I pulled the trigger. Bang! And... I shoot, you know, recoil, whatever, focus right back in my scope, try to see what's happening, and I see his back legs get up, right? And he's running dead away from me. But when he gets up, um, not that I see a ton of deer get out of bed, but he he looked like he got up like, oh, God, you know, like was, that hurt. Something happened. Yeah. yeah, exactly. His back legs were not as springy as what I would envision, him mm-hmm. being scared to death and running off. So I was thinking, oh, my gosh, maybe I hit him, you know, and – Hopefully I did. The shot felt good. It seemed good. I don't miss. My gun's on. I tested it the day before, you know, the whole nine yards, did everything I was supposed to do because I didn't want to screw this up. So I hope I hit him. So I texted dudes. I said, oh, my gosh. They're like, did you get him? I said, no, I don't know. I said, I see his legs. You know, I saw him get up and take off. I have no idea. I said, I had a 10-inch window. It's been 30 minutes. I'm exhausted. I have no idea. I couldn't even hold my gun up. I had to get a log, put it in the boulder, and hold the log up and put my gun up there and wait till I was calm enough, you know, to shoot. I said, I have no idea. I said, if you guys wouldn't mind, you know, coming and help me, we got to try to see what happened. And they're like, sure. They said, go to where he was at, you know, and see what you can find. We'll be there shortly. I said, all right. So I go and I sit up there and uh, where I think he's at. And I don't see anything. I don't see a bed. I don't see blood. I don't see hair. Um, I don't see anything. And I'm like, oh, okay. You oh, know, great. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't good. Starting to get disappointed. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. And here come Tyler and my buddy Mike, and they're walking to me from the road. And they're like probably 30, 40 yards away from me coming this way. And they stop and are like, is that where you got last blood? And I'm like, what are you talking about? They said, is that where you got last blood? I said, well, last blood? I said, I don't even have first blood. You know, I was like, you kidding? What are you guys talking about? And they're like, dude, there's a ton of blood here. I was like, over there? They're like, yeah. I was like, no, that's not him. I was like, I don't know what that is. And they're like, we see his bed. You know, they know I got some depth issues maybe with oh. my vision stuff. They're like, something died right here. Like, something's hit hard right here. Well, I and mean, I'm like, how hard. far away was the shot? Well, I thought it was 80. It ended up being more like 100 plus a little bit, 110 okay. through the woods. Through the woods. Through a window. I've d- through a window that yeah. big. Yeah. You think There's, you know where you, they you were. You think? Yeah, I guarantee you you're oh, going to yeah. be off oh, yeah. on where. So. I was off. I was yeah. off. And Even if you don't have depth yeah. issues. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, went, you know, so anyways, I'm like, are you serious? They're like, yeah, he was bedded. Like, we see the bed. There's blood. There's entry blood. There's exit blood. It blew out. Like, and the blood looks good. And they said, I think you hit him. And I, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And at that point, I was, I don't even know, half in shock, cloud nine. And then it set in, okay, like, he's not here so I don't want to jump him. I don't want to do anything. They're like, you know, they're tracking. Oh, there's blood here. We got blood here. We got blood here. And I'm like, is it good? Is it, you know, what's in it? You know, and they're like, it looks red. You know, I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, it's. Uh, Gee, they, no shit. Sure well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're like, it's artery, it looks like. But then it kind of got a little darker in some spots. And I'm like, well, that's weird looking blood. And then I was like, okay, let's just stop, you know, and I don't want to bump him. The mm-hmm. last thing I want to do is run him anywhere on this place and have to go chase him around and all that stuff. So I'm like, let's just chill. And then my buddy Mike's like, oh, there's bubbles in this blood. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. So we go look. And I'm like, oh, sure enough, there's bubbles. And then the next puddle had more of that, some darker blood. Um, and I'm like, what the heck? I don't know where he's hit. You know, I was like, man, I aimed right there. And I thought, you know what, guys, let's just chill. I need to calm down. I can't even walk. My legs are shaking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's just sit down here for 10 minutes 
and then we'll go look. And they're like, all right, well, I like literally just turned. I leaned against a tree and turned and looked to the left. We were about to head right because that's where the blood was going. Mm. And that deer was 15 yards away laying on the ground. <laughs> and I said, they hadn't seen him. They were facing me. And I said, we don't have to look anymore. And they're like, what do you mean? You see him? I said, yeah, he's dead. And they're like, what? Where? I said, he's right there. And yeah, he got hit and he just did a little circle. <laughs> and anyway, so the entry was uh, right shoulder. I caught right lung and center punched the liver and blew it out the back left side. And that was that kind of darker blood, I think, yeah. was that liver blood. Yeah. And his, oh, yeah, when we gutted him and everything, I mean, his liver had a hole like that just blown through it. So Surprised there was any of it left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he uh, he didn't go far. He was hit hard. And so I got him. And then I uh, apparently cool. I FaceTimed my son when I was walking up and found him. Uh, he called me later that night, and uh, I was telling him all about it. And he said, I know, Daddy. He's like, I was – on the phone with you, FaceTiming when you found him. And I couldn't even remember that conversation. I was just, just super, super oh, stoked. man, yeah. It was just unbelievable. Do you, do you even remember, like, when you placed your hands on him? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, it's so much going on. Yeah, I mean, what, it was. What it was, was, it was just was insane. I mean, it was, it, it was just surreal, you know. I mean, yeah. I literally am holding the biggest deer that I've ever seen in real life. You know, this deer I got all this history with. Um, after this year, the whole thing, it was just, it was just, it was insane. I mean, I didn't believe or even realize what I had done probably for another couple of hours. Mm -hmm. I was just, everything was just, just my friends are like, dude, you know, look, what this is crazy. Look at this deer, you know, right. I, it's so awesome. And I'm just in this, everything's just wah, wah, you know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm sure it took a while man. for it to set in. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying not to have another stroke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, just yeah, crazy it was day. nuts. In my heart, honest, I mean, honest to God, I was concerned because my heart was not beating right. I literally had this arrhythmia and it, mm. it lasted four days. I put myself in something. I don't know what it was. I didn't have a monitor with me. I wish I had a 12 I checked it out and been like, whoa, dang, I put myself in AFib or something. You know, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I even called my wife and was like, do I need to go to the doctor or something? Because my heart is not beating around. I feel it. Like, I know when it's doing it. You know, it almost mm -hmm. hurts. She's like, yeah, you can put yourself in. That's not good. But, anyways, it went away. Four days yeah. later, it's fine. But, so, Luckily, yeah. that's dead. Yeah. And, and then, the, then the, you scored it, but we're pretty sure you're off. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I got on the I used the tape and everything. Yeah, the trophy tape. The trophy yeah. tape. Yeah, and it was 199 and a half inches. Yeah. Um, that left side is so crazy. I don't know yeah. if I'm missing a diameter I or have. not. I quit doing it because I didn't want to cheat. You know, I don't want to get more inches than what it is, and yeah. I don't know how to score something like that. So, I've never seen it. Before you go on, for the listener, um, he's in Danny the and his buddy are entered in the quest hunt yeah. contest, uh, the quest tournament, and so. You know, you score your deer, and what he's meaning by that is he didn't want to, you know, make the deer bigger than yeah. it really was. So he quit. He basically quit. And when you see the photos of this deer, you'll on, see on the, you'll see why a normal person who's trying to score their deer would have no freaking clue <laughs> how to, especially measure that that left side. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's two main beams coming out of it. There's there's so much weird stuff going on that if I were to guess. There's no way that deer doesn't hit 200, but you know who knows. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, so I, I would say it'd be uh, he's going to be north of it. Yeah, gross. Yeah, um, yeah, you yeah. Know, and nets are for fishing, in my opinion. So, yeah, I agree. Um, so I mean, that's just it's got to be like a surreal. Yeah, you know, feeling. Um, 
It is. It, it is. Especially you know, after the year you had. Yeah. You know. and, and the weird thing is I've always wondered, every year I've ever hunted, right, I've always wondered what is my mindset because hunting is my passion. I mean, like I said before, I, I love, anyone that knows, I love hunting. Um, it's my favorite thing to do in the world. And I always wondered what would happen if I shot a deer over my, you know, my, my life goal, like a 170s, right? Yeah. Like, mm. would I be done? And what, what am I going to do? Am I going to try to get my kids to kill a 170s? Am I going to just focus on growing them bigger? Like, what am I going to do? And the crazy thing is, literally the next day, I just got more obsessed. Like, I started checking cameras even more. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I have all these other ideas that I want to do on the farm, you know, things I want to do, mineral sides, I want to put food plots in over here. I want to, I mean, I just, I just, all of a sudden, it's even worse than it was. Oh, I bet your <laughs> so, wife loves that. I know. <laughs> 240, here I come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, so yeah. the good news is I am even more obsessed with hunting now than, I mean, I was wondering, you know, if I'd be like, you know what, everyone else, let's go out and shoot yeah. stuff. I'm going to sleep in this morning. Yeah. I mean, to do this and that. I, I've thought about that. Like, if I were to ever kill a deer, a world class deer. Yeah. If, if I have no idea how I would act, because I'll, I'll, I haven't <laughs> done it, and I probably never will, but. It's almost like you're playing with house money at that point, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's dead, and if you never kill another deer within 20 inches of him ever again, you still got him, right? Yeah. And you're right. You can you can become even more obsessed and and continue you know going with it because it's almost like you don't have to be worried about failing anymore. Like you've achieved yeah. a goal, a lifetime goal of of many people. I don't know how I'm trying to explain that, and it's not coming off right, but. You know, it's it's one of them deals where it's you really are just able to be a hunter. Yeah. You know, like you were obsessed with. Well, you had the stroke, obviously. Yeah. You knew about him uh, in twenty. Yep. Had the stroke, and then you were obsessed with him all year long, and then you got him. Yep. And it's it's almost like you probably had a, a weight off your shoulders on yeah. top of yeah. You know, the euphoria of killing him. Yeah. Like holy hell! It is, yeah. I, I actually right. did it, and it's over. Like, yeah, oh, I accomplished there, it. You know? There is a, yeah. Uh, that's weird. You bring that up, and there is a weird amount of pressure that, like, is almost like it's lifted because I, I just put it on me. You know, I want to be a good hunter, and I want to shoot a giant mature buck. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure just like every other hunter, you know, you you just put that in your mind, and you know, and you put so much pressure on yourself to try to achieve those goals and do those things that yeah yeah, you're right and maybe that was part of my just spacing out you know when I got up to him and just the unrealness like that whole just yeah gone yeah I think I think that goes into a lot of it I mean Micah gives me a hard time for being a negative hunter sometimes no he's a bitch when it comes (laughs) to hunting season but I think what what you're talking about is kind of how I do I I put pressure on myself yeah and then I start pressing I start getting negative to myself yeah Um, I feel like when I get pissy I do my best work too yeah but I think there's a lot of that too. It, come, that, it comes off as bitching to us, yeah, about yeah. how bad it, his season is yeah. or whatever. It's almost like a seasonal depression. Hundred percent is. Yeah, uh, you know it's bitching, but yeah, um, it's it's a, a amount of pressure you put on yourself. For and I showed you the picture of the one I finally got. I've been chasing yeah. him all year. Oh yeah, him and another one. It's like one of them deals where you keep getting close. You keep getting close. You keep getting close. You saw him on the hoof. Yeah, what <laughs> uh, a couple weeks before that. Yeah, and it's like you're you're right there. You saw him. You know he's there. Yeah, and there's all that that you you do probably put a, a a small amount of pressure on yourself. Then you actually see them that day, and you feel like you can't shoot them. Yeah, because I I can't even freaking hold a gun up. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then it's <laughs> you it's like uh, 
stupid freaking stroke like if i didn't have like yeah. this would be already over and exactly. you know all this stuff that's probably going through your mind you don't even realize yeah yeah uh, but you know of course i don't know just yeah no you're no you're playing not. dr phil yeah no you're 100 <laughs> percent right man it's uh yeah it was unreal i'm i mean i'm being 100 percent serious i the the amount of emotions that I felt within five seconds when I saw half of his face again like that, and I, it instantly flipped to last year when I saw half <laughs> his face on that tree, right. and then my first emotion honestly was negative. I think I mean I thought of last year and what happened. As soon as I saw it, I thought, "Oh my God, something bad's gonna happen." He's doing the exact same thing he did last He's year. He's gonna win again, exactly. Yeah. And I just was like, "Oh my gosh!" And that's when I was just like, "I gotta sit down and chill out." And you know, he doesn't know I'm here. I'm I'm downwind of him he has no idea yeah um as long as i'm quiet and do things right and he doesn't get up and run off and he stays there you know um i got a shot at this thing this is this yeah. is just crazy and it just and then those deer running by i mean yeah. oh my gosh yeah it was i think just, it's only natural to have some negative thoughts creep in yeah when like you you, you went back to last year yeah you know negative things you know because <laughs> it's like oh shit What's going to go wrong here? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, yeah. it can. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, small stupid things like uh, the one I killed this year, not to go back to that one every time, but I was standing up when I first saw him. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, crap, now i got to sit down uh-huh. without him seeing me. And all that, I'm like, of course I was standing up. Yeah. Now he's going to bust me. You know, <laughs> it's just the first thing that runs through your mind when it's no big deal if yeah. you just do your job, right? But, yep. you know, you go – you go back to failure because, well, that's how he beat you last year. Exactly, yeah. And then the very next thing is, well, he doesn't know I'm there, and now I can't even shoot his ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yep. then the next thing is, I now I can shoot him, and I can't even hold my gun up. Yep, yeah. So, you know, you're letting those kind of snowball, and luckily you, you did the right yep. thing. Just took two seconds and sit down, take a breath. Yep. God might have put a little thing in your uh, – a little – ace card in your pocket with that that For log real. that looked yeah. just like a shooting stick i'm telling you right now that thing was this yeah it was a miracle that thing was laying there i mean i'm yeah. I and mean, that's all i could at that point that's the first thing i thought i'm like if i don't have a shooting stick or something i literally i can't shoot this dude and he's if i move any closer he's gonna see me and i can't move right and left or he's out of the window right. i mean that was it yeah. I, I had to make it work somehow and i literally looked down there's two of them i didn't even tell this part so the first one i pick up they're both dead the first one I pick up and set my gun on snapped in half. <laughs> and so I was I like. I look up at him. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, shit, exactly. Oh, That's oh, what shit. I did. I was like, oh, God. But it fell, you know, under that boulder was there. You know, it fell uh-huh. down here. So I'm like, ah, I've been walking there and moving around and sitting down and throwing up and all this stuff. So <laughs> surely he didn't hear that dead leaf, you know, dead stick fall or whatever. And, uh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't hear it at all. And then I picked that other one up and. It didn't break. <laughs> that's crazy. Yep. All the stars aligned. For it that did. One. It did. And it, I mean, that's what I said. It had to uh, for that hunt and just everything that had to happen for that to actually work out and happen was just for one in you, a million for you to even be there. Yeah. It, yeah. Let alone yeah. kill a two hundred inch deer. Yeah. That's you know? crazy. Man. I mean, that's that's what's cool. And you know, like I said, we were we were excited to hear this story in the first place. And then you add, you know, what happened to you this year. All on top of that, your buddies literally almost falling on the sword for you. Yeah. You know, like, Legit. hey, this is this is Danny's, uh-huh. you know, this year. Um, is even a, another really cool part of the story. Yeah. You know, that Tyler, Mike, and Kyle, Kyle yeah. would uh, would literally sacrifice the opportunity at a, a possible 200-inch deer. Yeah. Maybe the only one they'll ever see in their life. Exactly. Once yeah. in a life. I mean, yeah. hopefully, exactly. hopefully that happens again yeah. there. But and, I mean, and that's one of those thoughts I had when, like I told you, when that deer ran off and I felt sick, and the first thing that popped in my head is, like, I'm going to tell them, 
I mean, I just wanted to, I, I wanted to crawl in a hole. I was like, I just screwed this up because I right. couldn't even keep it together long enough to watch. He just ran by me. I wasn't ready. You know, I was trying to calm down. Yeah. And I was just going to send it, hey, boys, he's fair game. You know, that was it. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. I screwed it up. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I appreciate it. But. Probably some of that was, and, and I don't know you very well other than the two hours we've known each other, but <laughs> I would guess your, your confidence level as a hunter this year was probably not at the highest it's ever been. Yeah. Because of <laughs> all the shit you've been going, uh-huh. can't even freaking see at night, you yeah. know. Yeah. I would guess that your confidence level is not real high. Yeah. And other than, you know, you know how to shoot your gun. I'm not yeah. saying that sort yeah, of yeah. stuff. But it's just like, man, I can't even freaking kill this guy. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I'm done. Like, <laughs> yeah. put a spork in me, I'm toast or yeah. whatever, yeah. right? So, yeah. I yeah. get it. Dude, yeah. congratulations. Thanks, man. Thank you. I don't know what else to say on that. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. of a deer, man. Hell what of a freak. story. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's bull crap how this, I found out about this story. You want to tell this story right quick, Micah? <laughs> oh, yeah. So... So like I not said, not just me, me and Andy. I think you yeah, text both we, of we us. got our group or whatever. But so I like I told you guys earlier, I've known about this deer for a few weeks now. Um, a, our mutual friend he showed me the pictures and whatnot. And uh, but anyway, so our buddy he sends me the pictures that Danny sent us of the deer dead and stuff. And so I send them to Andy and Nathan. I'm like, hey, check this thing out. He got this thing, man. This thing's a stud. We should try to get him on the show or whatever. I didn't say any of that, but I sent the pictures. And where I was at, I didn't have very good service, so it would service would come and go. So it was a cryptic tweet, yeah, or not tweet. Cryptic text is all it was. <laughs> yeah. So I just sent the pictures, and they never. It, to me, it said it didn't send. So I was like, okay, whatever. And I'm hunting at the time, and eventually, like a few hours later or whatever, they text me, freaking out, thinking I killed this 200 inch monster or whatever, and. <laughs> You know, we had a good laugh about it. I had a good laugh I mean, about it. He had a good laugh. We were, we were like, "If you, you freaking jerk!" <laughs> yeah, because he pretty. he likes to do that sort of stuff to us. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, a little fun. Yeah, but yeah, congratulations, man. I mean, thank you. Once in a lifetime deal. Hopefully not, but yeah, awesome deal. We're glad you're doing better. You know, yeah. hopefully by this oh, yeah. time next year, you're even even more on the mend. Yeah, maybe I'll be driving at night. Maybe you'll be driving that's, at night. That's uh, the next goal. You know that sort of stuff. Uh, so it's it's pretty crazy what you've went through in one year and killed a two hundred inch deer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just being where you're at right now would be yeah. a, a win in itself. It is. Yeah. And then I mean, you it's like and go and I killed a freaking yeah two hundred inch deer. It's weird to say, but I feel like the luckiest person in the world. Which you know, at thirty six having a stroke and whatever. I mean, that's bad luck, obviously. But to be able to be where I'm at and to right. have the opportunity I had and uh, to be able to harvest that thing was. I mean, yeah. I literally. I mean, I feel like I hit the lottery. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Well, very uh, cool. before we hop off, do you have any uh, thank yous? Anybody you want oh, to say shoot, anything man. to? Anything? Yeah. Shout outs type Plug of stuff? Or, <laughs> oh, I mean, honestly, just uh, like I've already, you know, talked about Tyler, Mike, Kyle, thank them, my dad, you know, my mom. My mom came over every day so I could hunt and help so my wife could go to her job and work mm-hmm. and deal with the kids. And um, she spent the night a few times, you know, at the house so I could so I could do all this. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was uh, – uh, a group effort on for all my family and friends to let me be even able to have the opportunity to even sit in the woods so yeah just want to thank all them and thank you guys for this opportunity as well and share oh, my absolutely. story so oh it's it's, it's our pleasure cool. this is the, the most yeah this is why we do it man we just love exactly hearing we do it. good stories and talking deer hunting with buddies type yeah thing. This, that's why we started it yeah that's so. yeah, pretty cool no doubt well buddy congrats and uh if you don't have anything else micah nope we're gonna press the stop button on this one all righty all right thank you guys talk to you later all righty 
That was the show. <laughs> there we go. No, that was I don't, awesome. I don't know how to do the outro anymore. You're the you're the guy. I was I don't think I was ever the outro guy though. I don't know what you are. You're just you're Micah. Yeah. But awesome story. You know, we really appreciate Danny uh making his way down here and just I mean yeah. I, it was just awesome. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Now, this is nothing against any of our other ones. This is probably my favorite Tales of the Chase. Oh, for sure. Because everybody else we've ever done one with, I've pretty much known the story. Yeah. Uh, we kind of went know. into this blind. We knew a little bit. Well, I knew bit about the deer, and I knew that it was a friend of your buddies. Yeah. But I, I didn't know about the stroke until he walked into our house. Yeah, me neither. Well, actually, so. a couple hours before, like you'll hear in the show. Right. But um, I didn't know about all that, and so it – it added, you know, a lot of the stuff we were hearing firsthand, although we did talk for like an hour and a half before we hit record. <laughs> so we, we talked about a lot of that before, but um, what an awesome, awesome story. Yep. And uh, exactly why we started this podcast is to hear stuff like this, meet guys like Danny mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, who would we normally probably never meet. Yep. So um, pretty awesome to uh, sit down with him and hear this story and uh, just See how, like, a normal dude with a family farm that's full of freaking cows can kill a 200-inch deer. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. So, uh, that's it. <laughs> Enjoy the show. <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> yeah. All right, later, buddy. Bye.